Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Welcome back, everybody, to Advice from a Call Center Geek, the podcast where we give you actionable items to take back to your contact center so that you can improve the quality of your agents and also uh, the customer experience. My name is Tom Laird. I'm the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group. We are a 500-seat BPO contact center located here in the States. And welcome uh, to Episode 10. We are... We're moving along here with, with some, I think, some pretty cool stuff that we've done in, in our first nine episodes, and today we wanted to kind of grind it a little bit and focus on quality and quality assurance and how to make sure we can try to improve the quality of your associates, improve your QA program, and make sure that if you don't have one, we can, we're can we going to try to help you set one up, and if you do, we're going to hopefully give you some some items that you can take back and, and improve the, the program that you have. So I want to kind of jump into this because I think this this might be a little bit longer episode because there's there's a lot to cover here and a lot that I think we can help with. So the first thing is you know the, the name of this is is kind of QA done the right way. And you know when we do our consulting, when I go out to other contact centers, you know most companies put all of their education, all their training on on how to run a specific program, you know, skill or channel. You know they're looking for for things, you know, really where to click, what to click. And when the customer says this, you go to this screen. And a lot of them do not do a very good job facilitating tone, delight, empathy, and, and engagement in their calls. So, you know, most companies that have poor customer service and, and don't know why, because they say, you know, we educate all of our reps, they should know where to go. Well, you know, remember that old saying that we had a couple episodes back when we talked about education of the reps, where the tone is the message. And most of the times, the tone is off, the delight is off, the engagement is off, and we just have some robots or some people who really aren't interested in servicing a customer, doing a good job, hitting all the uh, all the boxes and checking all the boxes, dotting all the I's and the T's, and you know, reading all the disclosures, but not really adding to a really cool and good customer experience. So, you know, that's a really important piece of this because remember, we we are in the age of social media. You know, your customers are all going to talk to each other on good experiences and bad. And really in those two extremes only. So, you know, we really want to turn our customers to be evangelists for our brand. And that's kind of the kind of the core, that NPS, that, that net promoter scoring system. So turning them to evangelists for our brand, not having them go out onto social media and, and say something negative because our customers service associates were either aloof, didn't really care, or just kind of went through the motions. We need to flip this whole education and this QA system on its head where we focus mostly on the tone and then we focus on where to click. We need to get our agents to be able to speak properly, to understand the customer's need that they have at the time, and to be able to to really, you know, interact with the customer on a on a personal level. 
So we're going to talk about some of the ways to do that and how we can score it, how we can educate to do that to to improve the quality. So I wanted to just start with this because I think it's important. You know, one of the things that we do in our contact center at XP that has totally overhauled our QA, and I know there's there's probably not a lot of you or, you know, maybe 25, 30% of the call centers out there that have this, but, you know, we utilize advanced speech analytics. So... We are able, and I know I've, I've talked about this in previous podcasts, but we are able to look and literally score the sentiment or the, the tone of our agents and also of, of the customers. And we can also tell, um, you know, when a customer calls in angry, how many of those or what percentage of those customers did we kind of turn and, and change to have a positive customer experience? That's really the, the kind of the kind of edge of, of where QA is today. You know, we are now with speech analytics able to listen to 100% of every channel or any any call that comes in, any email that comes in, and also any chat session that comes in. We can do analytics on it, and we can you know find out what the tone is, so we can score this, and we actually pay our associates off of that as well. So again, all, all calls coming in, you know, you're currently, you know, most call centers are just trying to you know maybe listen to three or four calls per agent per week where they get scored if you even have a scoring system and you know kind of hoping to find some some issues or, or trying to, to you know, see what kind of trends you can find with speech analytics that's all done for you and now we just have a set amount of calls that we need to listen to and really focus on that have been kind of tagged for maybe an issue or something that that we need to to really look at with a specific rep so pretty cool stuff if you if you are an advanced call center, if you're looking to to take your QA to the next step, I would highly suggest um, you you look at a speech analytics platform. We use Nice and Contact for all of our stuff. Awesome, awesome to work with. Really cool program. Um, and I'm going to do a whole speech analytics kind of technology piece here in the, in the next couple of weeks. But let's talk about you know what to do for those of you who don't have that right, who don't have any type of analytic program, and, and how do we make sure and, and raise our quality with that. The first thing that that we really need to look at is, do you listen to calls right now? And you being, I'm assuming, a a supervisor, a call center manager, are you listening to a lot of calls from your agents? Do you really know what issues are? So I would say start there. Let's let's you know take this from a we really don't have a QA program or we have something you know very basic that's set up. So the first thing is, we got to find out the stuff we need to fix and we need to focus on. So start listening to calls. Get super frustrated. It's okay. It's okay. You're going to get frustrated. And remember, those are the things that we need to fix. We're no longer going to make it, you know, deem those things acceptable, but we got to start somewhere. So what I would do then, um, once you have really listened to a lot of calls, is break down the calls. So break them into the kind of intervals or little segments. So, you know, maybe you have, for example, you have an opening and a greeting. There's probably some type of verification that you need to do. Issue handling you know, handling the reason that the customer came in. And, and there could be, you know, sub-segments under that. You know, then we get to the resol- resolving stage where we're, we're kind of showing a little bit of empathy towards, you know, towards some of the issues if we're able to help them or not. Some type of call to action. Maybe there's a cross-sell, upsell, and, and then you have maybe another disclosure for that and a close. So what we want to do is then educate each of these pieces to our associates. This is even before we score. So again, let's say that one more time. You know, we have an opening a greeting, we have a verification section, we have an issue handling section, a resolving stage, a call to action, uh, some type of cross sell upsell at the end of the call, and a close. So we're going to go back into our education room, 
and we're going to train each of our reps. What is the proper way to, to do the opening and the greeting? And we're going to tell them exactly how we want it, how it should sound. Same thing with when we verify. I don't want you just saying, can I please have your name, social security number, what's your street address? Like that's unacceptable. There's a certain way that you need to do it depending on what your culture is. That needs to be educated, trained, role-played so that there's no question of, of how it's supposed to be said. And again, most of your associates are going to know what to say, but are they saying it the right way? And that's what we're focusing on here, which is I think is, is a little bit even easier if you if you have the right culture, the right, the right people. Now, this is where you're going to see, too, if you don't have the right people. If people are pushing back on this, maybe they shouldn't be on your floor. You get my point here. Go through each of those steps. Train exactly how you'd like that tone to be, how that how it needs to be spoken to the associate or in, in to your customer. Where are some places that you know pain points are going to come in? You know, when, you know, when you're resolving issues, you know your top five issues if you've been listening to calls or have any idea of what's going on in your center. So talk those through. You know, have their your associates understand how to deal with those. What are some of the, the words that they need to say to kind of calm the customer now? Let me tell you this. You can't do that fake. I hate the fake. Oh, I'm really sorry to hear that, sir. Let me see if I can help you. Or, oh, uh, you, you know, you know that, that fake I'm sorry, it almost ticks me off even more. You know, we want to really engage. Oh, my gosh, Mrs. Smith, I'm really sorry. I've heard about this from a couple other customers. i really like to help you today. Um, let me see if I can pull up your information and let's see if we can get this fixed. That's way better than saying, I'm really sorry to hear that, sir. Let me pull your information because that's what every single call center does. You don't want to be every single call center. Every single call center does that same thing. It's so annoying. But anyway, try to be different. Try to evolve what your your reps say. Make them better than what everybody else is doing. So now we're going to do that, right? So we're going to train and we're going to educate. We're going to get these guys on the floor. And we're not even going to score anything yet. Right, we're not scoring anything yet. We're training them. We're we're holding now everyone. Um, we're holding them to a standard. What we want to do next is then create our actual QA monitoring form so that we can score all of these calls. So again, go back to your uh, to your breakdown, your opening, your greeting, your verification, your issue handling, your resolving stage, your call to action, your upsell, cross sell, and your close. And what you want to do is you want to score these. Now, I don't care how you score them. Some, we have clients that, you know, we have to adhere to their scoring system that use A, B, C, D, F, right? We have ones that go 1 through 10, 1 through 5. Some of them, you know, have to add up to 80 to 100. It doesn't really matter as long as there's a standard and you're benchmarking to that. So let's just say for this that, you know, you're going to take each of those segments, you're going to kind of break them out and do a 1 through 5. Well, then you have to find out what's acceptable and what's a one, what's a two, what's a three, what's a four, what's a five. So again, listen to calls. I would highly suggest that you're recording these calls and you can be able to train what a one, what a two, what a three, what a four, what a five is. And I would also tell you that only a four or five is acceptable. You know, three being average for our center, average is below average. But, you know, that's up to, to kind of you with the, with the quality standard that you're looking for with, with the customers that you have. So what we will do then, once we have that set up, we'll train the reps again. We'll educate them into to how the scoring system is going to work. If for us, when we get a client, you know, this has kind of been done in our initial training. So it's a little bit ramped up for, for us other than kind of, you know, setting it up and training. But we're, we're training all the way through, as you guys have seen in our education podcast, you know, about I think it was number four, number five. 
the whole way through we're educating on delight the whole way through we're educating on tone um, there's never a, a module that we have that we're just saying click here click here it's always all right you're going to click here and then you're going to talk like this you're going to say this you know start to anticipate these types of questions so that you can respond like this that's how you get really really good customer service you know really quickly once that goes out start to um, score your reps and then have your supervisors all start scoring reps so that you can start to benchmark across the board what a one, what a two, what a three, what a four, what a five is. So we all kind of understand that. We all agree to it. And this is a process, right? Now with our clients, we benchmark this at least once a week. So we'll either send our clients recorded calls that they'll score ahead of time or we'll do a live session, which I actually prefer, where our QA team, our client is on the phone, we're scoring the calls together, discussing them, talking about them, see what we both scored. And, and really try to benchmark so that when we send our clients calls and send them QA reports that, you know, a five is a five and a 92 is a 92 and they understand that the standard that we're setting and they agree to it. Once all this happens, um, then your QA department can really start to, to dig into to the associates and, and to dig into to where you guys are. So start scoring your reps. I would tell you that once you feel really comfortable um, that you start to incent your reps based on their QA. I mean, every you know, larger call center or, or any, you know, especially BPL, you know, where we folk so focused on customer support. That's such a big KPI, the quality piece that you know all of our associates are incented, you know, on their QA. And, and again, that goes to our attitude and effort thing that you guys have heard a lot about. The actual process of this though is when we when we're listening to a call, we're going to score it. If somebody is below a standard, so let's say they're a one, two, or three. That call then is going to go out to the floor. It's going to go to the supervisor. The supervisor is going to pull the associate. We're going to listen to the call instantly. All right, so we're going to listen to these live calls to make these, and we're going to talk about live calls or recorded calls, what to use here in a second. But these are live calls. These are in-game changes that we need to make. So a one, two, or three gets pulled. We're going to listen to the call on a side room. We're going to go over you know, what pieces of the call were missed the rep's going to go back on the floor, and then within 30 minutes, we're going to listen to them again, right? And we're going to expect improvement. If we don't, then, you know, we're going to head back to kind of our progressive discipline. If they're trying and they're working on it, I'm going to work with them, right? Um, maybe they just need to work through a couple things. If they're just blatantly not doing it again, then, you know, that's not somebody that we want on the floor today. So we'll probably send them home or make sure that they understand that, you know, if we're going to give them one more shot, what is, is really to be expected. So that's how you start to drive, you know, in my opinion, you start to really drive the quality aspect. You have to hold people to a standard, but first you have to tell them what that standard is. You know, so many of these centers too, you know, you have low quality and somebody comes in and, you know, you're trying to, to tell them that everything was done right, but that standard was never told to your associates. They don't know really how to speak to, to people. They're not engaging on the right level. And again, you, you have low quality in your center. So make sure that your associates understand that. Make sure they understand what to say. They're trained properly. And then, you know, you're really good ones will like this because they're a, they get to be incented off of things that a lot of your people do naturally. And then the ones that don't do naturally, you got to help a little bit. I like, again, I, I, people do the CSAT scoring. They do the NPS scoring, you know, off of this. And, and a lot of, you know, if, if people talk about QA, they're going to talk about those those two things. I personally love our speech analytics and I love our sentiment scoring much more because we're listening and we're scoring 100% of all the call volume that comes in. When you talk about CSAT scoring or surveys after, 
after a call, you're only going to get the two extremes, right? I call them the, you know, you're going to get the conservative or the liberals, right? You're going to get the people who really love the rep, had a great experience, and they're going to do a survey. Or you're going to get the person that maybe they didn't even dislike your rep, but they just disliked the answer that they got. Um, so you, you never get those people in the middle. So you never get a, I believe, you don't really get a true feeling for what really happened and is happening in your call center. So that's why, you know, I personally like the speech analytics. If you're going to go to that survey thing, understand that, you know, you're going to be pretty polarized with a lot of those things. And that's what we have found when, when we do consulting. I know people will, will disagree with me to the hilt on that, but I think there's better ways to do it now. And then the last piece of this is in the other question that I get a lot is, Tom, what, what kind of calls should we be recording and scoring? Or I should say, what kind of calls should we be scoring? Should we be using live calls? Should we be using recorded calls? And my answer is both. And let me kind of explain it this way is any type of live action that's going on. Like if you're in a game and you're a coach and you see your player do something wrong, you want to try to you know call a quick timeout and try to fix it right away you know, before it gets worse. So, you know, again, I'm a basketball coach too. So if, if my team's getting pressed and we're not handling the press well, I got to call a timeout to try to fix it so we don't give up 10 points and we're only giving up two points. And that's kind of what live call action fixing is. So when you guys are in QA and you're listening to live calls, make sure that the I's are dotted, the T's are crossed. If they're not, then you got to fix that right away. You can't let that go. Now, the recorded calls, you know, I think are more for trends. So, Let's say that we're hearing Janie and she's not reading this part of the disclosure. We've sent it out to the floor. We're trying to fix that. Maybe tomorrow we're going to listen to five or six of her calls from the previous couple of days and see if that's been a trend and, and if there's any other issues that we have with that. When you have an issue in the real time, that's when we take kind of that the larger lot of calls, listen to them for some specific rep, reps or associates and, and, and make those changes there. And also without speech analytics, that's a way that you can listen to some trends too. So listening to recorded calls are a little bit more laid back. Um, you can kind of fast forward or, or kind of speed through them a little bit. In real time, you got to listen to the whole thing. So if you're looking for some specific trends, that's another really good way to, to use and, and to use your recorded calls. But I don't think that I do not believe that you can just use recorded calls. If you had, if I had a choice, and you said Tom, you could only do recorded calls or live calls. I'm going live calls all day because I'm fixing any issues that are arising in my call center instantly and excuse me, and making sure that, you know, the day's going the right way. So I hope that's helpful. Um, I hope that, uh, you know, this can improve what you're doing or at least make you think about the QA process that you're doing. If you're having issues and you're, you have low scores in your QA now, you know, I bet you nine times out of 10, it's, it's the quality and it's the tone and it's the delight and it's how your agents are speaking. And ask yourself if you've really ever talked to them or educated them as a group on what to say exactly when. And again, you don't want that totally scripted, but you have to hold them to a certain standard of, of what is acceptable from a tone standpoint. And most of these guys will fall in. You know, Most of them want to provide an awesome experience, but a lot of them don't know. And a lot of them just need push, just like any good coach will, will push a, a, a player you know, to, to provide or, or to, to do their best. And that's kind of what we're talking about here with QA as a team of QA managers and, and supervisors as well. So again, um, there'll be more on this, you know, as we go, I think it's a really important topic, a full topic as well on, on speech analytics, um, which I think is a really cool tool and, and something that's really revolutionizing the industry. And that'll be coming up in the next couple of weeks. So 
please, please join us for that. I want to just talk again. Please, please post a review if you found this podcast at all helpful. We've gotten a couple more over the last couple of days, which I really, really appreciate. The more reviews we can get, the more people that we can reach um, through iTunes and, and through Spotify. So, um, again, I appreciate that. Cheap plug, as I always say, there is advice from a call center geek book that you know really kind of goes into a lot of the topics that we're talking about here it's on amazon just kind of google advice from a call center geek and i think it's like eight bucks something like that it's pretty cheap but again please check out our all of our social media we have the call center geek facebook page we have our twitter account we have instagram that we're kind of doing some behind the scenes stuff so it's kind of cool so again thank you very much for joining us we'll be back with you next week we're going to talk a little bit about outsourcing and and some of the things to look for when you're looking for an outsourcing or, or a partner to help you with overflow calls those types of things have a good one everybody this has been advice from a call center geek thanks for listening subscribe to the show so you're the first to hear next week's episode jam-packed with actionable takeaways you can implement asap chime in with your thoughts on the episode on twitter at from underscore geek and on instagram at call underscore center underscore geek also take a look at our contact center operations book by the same name advice from a call center geek on amazon this podcast is sponsored by expediausa.com